This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Save Eureka Podcast number 31, Sight Unseen. Welcome back, everybody. Yay, we're back. Hello. Back in the studio again after that fun live episode. Indeed. And the the week-long render fest. (laughs) No kidding. Holy crap. (laughs) You know what was really cool, though? Like, you know, there was all obviously there's that time that everybody has to go to dinner. So Save Eureka was kind of it during the meetup. But I love how there were a couple of people that are like hardcore Eureka fans. Yeah, I get the feeling that there are, you know, it may not be the world's largest group out there, but there are a group of people that are just big Eureka fans. And and it's kind of sad that, you know, (laughs) there's only a little bit left. Yeah. I know, I know. And, you know, I've been following Jamie Paglia and some of the show's creators on Twitter, and they said, you know, there's no way that the show is going to come back. No. But, you know, if you want to show your support for the show, it would still mean a lot. And, you know, just be sure to watch it when it's on, you know, basically when it originally airs live, be sure to watch it or um, record it or, you know, whatever you got to do. Make sure to support it while it's on. I think we're like uh, three, four weeks away from new from like yeah, yeah yeah season five the remainder of what's left so yeah i think so something like that i i i just like to look at it from a perspective of i'm just going to enjoy however much is left oh yeah most definitely most definitely well i think th- there's almost like a a cool kind of civic part of it you know it's it's almost like voting you know even if we can't bring back eureka we can show that we support it and and the writers and the you know that type of show and yeah. we'll, we'll show that we are present you know as an audience we are here and we love that kind of stuff and even if eureka has wrapped up and we can't undo that we can still support that type of show and that type of spirit and that type of writing yeah we'd like to see those writers and 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 uh, those producers and those actors yeah absolutely you know, to continue doing what they're doing and uh and hopefully get some new stuff Well, we did get to watch an episode again, and we were talking before we uh, started recording here about how it feels like forever, because, uh, you know, we had a short break after the meetup, and then we had the meetup where we didn't discuss a specific episode, so it feels like it's been like months and months since we watched an episode just to talk about, but in reality, Mm -hmm. it was three weeks. (laughs) For those following along, we're actually watching uh, Season 2, Episode 9, Sight Unseen, did anyone Which else is, think it was weird that we're in season two, episode nine, and it was only the one year anniversary of Carter being in Eureka? Well, it seems like a, it could, uh, I mean, time can progress at, at different yeah. rates between them. I know. I just, I don't know. I always assume when they don't say otherwise, I always assume that the show progresses in real time, hmm. you know, yeah. as how, how it airs. I guess that is kind of common for that to be the way it's done. Well, especially with a lot of shows, you'll have like Christmas episodes and stuff like that that delineate it. However, you know, yeah. the exact opposite is like MASH, where it went on for like nine years longer than the actual war. So, <laughs> Or like The Simpsons, you know, where they never age. <laughs> it's like, how long, was the, how long was the war? How many Christmas episodes did they have? Yeah. It doesn't minute. make any sense. <laughs> hey, there was that one episode where they had a whole year, too. It's like, what? Ah, I don't understand. 
This is kind of not like that, though, so. No, you know, it's not that far off, though, if you think about it. Because, I mean, it's it's like, a, a, it's about midway into the second season. They're like, oh, it's I been suppose, a year, yeah. you know? Hey, did anyone, what's the name of the guy, the curly-haired guy that uh, Zoe kisses at the end? Oh, I'm so bad with that. Or he kisses her, I guess, but. Uh, I know Casper, or no, Jasper. Right? Jasper. <laughs> Carter calls him Casper. Uh, I know Jasper is the guy in the beginning who she kind of just, you know leaves and because he's a jerk but the guy with the curly hair do they even say his name i don't think so i know that she ends up dating him for a little bit oh sorry one's probably googling it right now no Uh, no i'm not (laughs) 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 okay no lucas it is that's right yeah Yeah. that's it there's something about the way he talks i can't quite place if it's just an accent or or something but i can't place it yeah, he seems from, kind of like... He sounds different. I don't know, affected I don't know. with an A. You got something against accents? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that. He, he seems kind of affected, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he's, he has this affectation, and, and later on, it doesn't seem that way. He, he kind of naturally just is this guy who is sort of, I don't know, now he's like this weird combination of, oh, I'm this outcast, and actually I'm this really you know, uh, uh, straightforward dude. And yeah. it's like, wait, I'm really wait. shy, but I'm really confident about myself. <laughs> I'm really confident <laughs> I'm about my, geek, but I'm shy actually I am. cool. <laughs> I'm a very pushy, self-righteous nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> why should you like me? Because I'm a nerd and I don't get attention. It's like, no one's ever dated me and the girls all hate me, but I'm going to make the first move on you and wear my, you know, sexy emo mop hair. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know that he hasn't been making that move on everybody? Yeah. And it's just, totally gone down in flames. They just say that's what all the girls say. Yeah. So he had to like find out, you know? Like, no, seriously, Zoe, that is what all the girls say. To get in their beds. Get away from me is what all the girls say. But no, I mean, he, I, I don't know. He, he's kind of a cool guy later, but in this first one, I, I have to admit when I first saw him, I didn't like him. I was kind of like... I think, I think, you know, they were going for that whole, oh, I'm a... I'm a, you know, I'm a outcast, but there's more to me, you know, like the whole like diamond in the rough kind of kid. Well, but yeah. he just comes off as arrogant. He's like, yeah, a little bit. You know what? You you didn't bother to get to know me. Therefore, screw you. I'm better than you. Literally. Please still date me. <laughs> please. Actually, the more you describe it, the more I think it's just pretty realistic. You know? it doesn't, sound, doesn't sound that far. But you, you know what? It it could have been a lot worse. They could have picked you know someone who was just a stereotypical nerd. You know what I mean? Like they could have picked a guy with like greasy hair and big glasses and suspenders and stuff. And they didn't do that. No. No, I mean, and like I said, well, in Eureka, on, those are the cool kids, right? Yeah, I don't well, like know. I said, later on, I mean, I think he he really does kind of work out. I mean, I like him later on. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember him. The Jasper guy seems a little bit like a douche. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, he's wearing that. You know, it's funny. I I always have had a little bit of a hard time with those military jackets, just because my dad oh, used to give me crap that. when I when I was a kid about him. You know, he used to say. You know, that the, it was weird having a uniform, something that was designed to look like a uniform that was not worn right. And I don't really care about any of that, but it always made me pay attention to them. And the one though, and, and I've, I've actually gotten used to them. I don't really care anymore, except that this one had, had fake, um, it had like fake ribbons pinned to it. 
Did you see that? It had like you know, a row of fake ribbons. None of them were real that I And this out. one's from pottery class. And this <laughs> one's... This is my, my swimming certificate medal. <laughs> was it your bronze swimming certificate or your silver yeah. swimming certificate? <laughs> Both. <laughs> you know, I was trying to think nice. where that fashion kind of started. And my first thought was in the Vietnam War yes, protest, a lot of people coming back. But didn't the Beatles wear yes. uniform stuff? That was John Lennon did, which is... Why you see it a lot? Well, it, but if you let me maybe finish. it's just the wearing the military-ish kind of uniform, but not being—they're military hipsters. <laughs> what I was going to say is the Beatles early on, um, even before Vietnam, uh-huh. didn't they wear like British military style stuff? Yeah, I guess so. But I think uh, I think the the kind of stuff like the field jacket sort of thing. Yeah, that, that kind of grungy is, or yeah. whatever started with the, now the protest. They've kind of come back in, but in a almost preppy way. Like they're they're starting to get more, uh, you know, like cleaned up looking instead of rumpled. But, uh, but this one struck me as really odd because it literally had a single row of fake ribbons attached to it. I was like, that's just kind of weird, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really funny, you know, like if you see kids right now who are like you know 16 17 or whatever and they come from wealthy neighborhoods Uh wealthy families and they're trying to pull off that look they can do a pretty good job of looking grungy but there are certain tells there are certain things that really give them away like their their nails (laughs) they have like man like guys will have manicured nails perfect nails you know or they'll have like really soft smooth skin you know because they have like you know, product in their hair and, you know, or their torn jeans are all torn in the exact same fashion because yeah, that's how they bought them. Right. They're like machine torn and stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wear machine torn jeans, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trend. pretending. I'm just, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm not one to, to comment on fashion. I realized going through the uh, meetup photos that I brought one of the same shirts to this meetup that I did the previous year. So, <gasps> Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, yep, I I stayed static in my fashion choices from high school on. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm actually proud of the fact that I have an iPhone wear hole in my jeans. Nice. Yeah, sure, that's what it is. Like it is in my front pocket. <laughs> in my front pocket, there's actually a hole worn in the jeans where the corner of the iPhone. I'm actually starting to get one of those in one of my pairs I from mean, the iPhone. See, that's 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 it, man. You know. <laughs> Like back in high school, the, the, you know, the jackasses used to carry the, you know, the. What, the belt clip, the pager? No, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> hey, I still have a pager. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. It's they, for work, damn it. They used to have chewing tobacco in a, in a, you know, in a can oh, in their back pocket. Oh, people still do that. So you get Around a ring anyway. in the jeans in the yeah. back pocket, right? And Was I always, the ring cool? Supposedly, I don't know if I I never considered it such, but it was definitely like a thing, right? Yeah. So I have that. That'd be I- funny if you could buy machine ringed jeans. You probably could. I have the iPhone version. Yeah. Which is like the geek version. You no longer need a belt for your phone because you know they're not so heavy that you're you have not to Batman, sh- hold them okay? up. If you are not a Batman, you do not need to wear your gear on your belt. Well, I'm you used to need saying. like a strap for your phone. They were so big. <laughs> Give me the strap. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I I thought it was funny this episode that the the dry cleaning material or whatever was really not making the stain go away. It was just, I know they said, Allison said it cleans in between, but it seemed to me it was just making the stain invisible. Yeah, So all your clothes are actually covered with like crust and bacteria and like dried ketchup and, and Tabasco and like fried egg 
sediment and <laughs> you just can't see it. You're out like, of sight, out of what mind. What is that smell? I don't understand. <laughs> My clothes look great. <laughs> yeah, does it make the smell go away? <laughs> it's really just invisibility and some Febreze. My, <laughs> My jeans stand up on their own, but they look great. <laughs> I got the feeling it did more than that. But it's still kind of freaky. I it, This is one of the weird things about Eureka as well, is that you have these people that are like working on these super high tech projects and then they just kind of like disappear into, Oh, I'm, I got into dry cleaning except I wanted to have a normal life, normal hours. Yeah. Except in my spare time, I invented, you know, super secret dry cleaning stuff that might accidentally blow things up. I don't know. Right. Which when applied to a car is a classified government secret that uh, Fargo will attack but you know when it's to get out of stain ah, it, it could slide <laughs> this is my i only have one nitpick and i have to get it out of the way i yeah. i didn't figure out if they if when zoe hit the guy with her car right the dead guy yep who was already dead right frank yep. yeah um, he was already dead how did her if he had just died and fallen down on the side of the road how did her windshield break in like multiple places why well, was this uh, go ahead i'll go ahead no that's fine I figured, you know, it's it's not necessarily a typical front end of a car. It, it is one of those little smart cars. So it probably um, impacted when she ran over him, impacted the uh, impacted the front panel and that probably drove up into the windshield, cracking it. Oh, wow. That's a that's a pretty good explanation. I can or see he that. rolled over the front over the windshield, which is see, like, I, w- I would. How would that happen? If I wouldn't was- think that, though, because he was probably lying down. But then again, smart car is pretty low to the ground. So. It could have just scooped him up. <laughs> like, like a forklift, just right up. <laughs> beep, what were you going to say, Jeff? Well, I was going to say that uh, a lot of short cars like that are modern cars that have very low fronts are designed to be safer for pedestrians by actually enact pedestrian accidents. <laughs> To roll the person over it instead of <laughs> instead of under it, yeah, instead of under it or or just impacting on the front of it. It you has know? a little plow on the bottom. Well, you laugh, but if you think about it, like as the more you keep moving, the less damage it's going to do to you. Even though it, it it seems like it would be more, it's actually less, you know, because it's that Im, it's that impulse <laughs> change in acceleration over time that really is the the nastiness. Yeah, you know? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just, it's kind of funny, you know, it's like one of the car selling points. <laughs> you can hit all the pedestrians you want and they probably won't even die. Well, the laugh, you know, the, the, the funny thing about it is that a lot of cars are actually kind of uglified by the fact that they, in, in Europe, they started this first with this legislation to require them to shape the front of the car, right? To make it safer in, pede- in pedestrian accidents. Because they realized, hey, we can make this law, and yeah, it may make the cars a little weird looking because you have to shape them a certain way. But I mean, it saves a lot of lives. So what the hell, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, but but if he was laying on the ground, I figured the other possibility is that it kicked up other crap around him that ended up into. I like Juan's answer best, though. If he yeah. was laying down, is it possible that he died and fell over into the road right as she came by? That could have happened. Yeah, we don't know for like sure. Standing Stark, by the road, Stark the- was kind of speculating. Maybe Henry, yeah. maybe uh, Henry's just being nice. It's like, oh, don't worry, your <laughs> your, you. your little girl didn't kill anybody. And he goes over to go, goes over to Stark. No, she totally, totally killed did. his ass. <laughs> oh crap! That's funny. 
Speaking of, we finally get a tiny piece of closure on Henry's secret. Just a little dun, one. Dun, dun. That was cool that Stark, you know, got him to trust him enough. I, I like mean, the way he did it, too. Yeah. Wasn't that cool? I love that look that he shares. He's like, you know. Makes well. it hard to trust. <laughs> yeah. And he looks over there and. and Henry. <laughs> Henry's, Henry's like, <laughs> Henry. crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, I can never remember where this where this story ultimately goes, but uh it's yeah. Henry can is definitely nearing the end of him being able to hold all this together and keep it on the down low. So it, it's good that he's getting Stark in on that. Yeah, we're still in the middle of the <coughs> the uh, the rise of the creepy Henry arc, or the the shady Henry, I guess. And it's going to keep getting worse for a little bit, but eventually yeah. Henry will, you know, restabilize. He did for me anyway. Yeah. You know. You know what I thought was weird. What's that? This is completely unrelated, but the uh, the hover skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that. I'm like, is that really supposed to be a hover skateboard? They did that so much better, <laughs> you know, with the Fisher Price model in Back to the Future. <laughs> I got a people now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Mattel. Oh yeah, it so was Mattel. Mattel. Yeah. <laughs> it was Mattel. Yeah, I like the. Um, it's funny. You can just tell it's totally just a, a skateboard. With the wheels taken off. <laughs> yeah, painted over. They're like, let's put a couple pieces of aluminum on it. It's all It'll good. be fine. Yep. I like their car that they built at the end for the, comp- the robotics competition. That was awesome. That was pretty cool. I wish there was stuff like that when I was in school. And there probably is now. I mean, quite honestly, you can build all kinds of cool crap now. Oh, yeah. And there are sources for all the materials and everything. There didn't used to be. It helps when you have a student body who's willing to cooperate, you know, like even though the they didn't laugh at the teacher's jokes when he said, OK, pair off and you have 24 hours to do this. They just notice did. they just did it. Like if I said that in my classroom, any classroom, you know, and this is college. If I said pair up and do this, everyone would sit and look at me. I have no. to actually be like, you know, pair off into groups and I have to go around and be like, you work with you. you know, cause people Really? Just, yeah. I mean, like rarely do people jump up and do what you say. They. You know, even if you just want to get moving, like choose your own groups. It's fine with me. They'll just kind of look around, you know. All right. Everybody take out a pencil. And then you have to go around. All <laughs> yeah. right. Now you need to take out a pencil. And yeah. you need to take out a pencil. Sometimes. you need to take out a pencil. Holy crap. You know, in my classes, I have to admit it works pretty well. Well, that's a pen. <laughs> Is it plugged in? Okay. Plug it in. No, I mean, seriously. I mean, they do that quite a bit. They say make groups and people just do. Yeah. In, in mine. So I don't know. I mean, Maybe your students just suck. <laughs> Maybe I have no authority. <laughs> well, I mean, the other way is you, you slam your hands down on the desk. Take out a pencil. <laughs> like, don't get mad. Well, Maybe the, the other way is you, you know, you can do the classic count off thing. I usually do that because that's at usually least, how to avoid people who are sitting near each other being well, together. That's why they do that. At least well, in yeah, my experience. yeah, and to mix it up, you know, so they don't always work. Because if people always work with the same people, they don't get the variety of feedback that they could. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think it's that people are too—they're just too socially like inhibited to say let's work together to someone around them. You know, uh, not everyone, but uh, like at least half of them. They're yeah. they're too shy to say, "Do you want to work together?" Okay, like they don't want to have any preference. They don't want to look like they're picking someone or oh, not wow. picking someone. Yeah, I'll, I'll, they don't I'll want to not be picked. I, I would fall squarely into that category. Yeah, people in my classes do not do that. Everybody sort of, 
I mean, the biggest problem you would have with them is being in somewhat similar groups because they're used to people. You you definitely don't run into the problem of, you know, nobody wants to be in a group or nobody wants to admit any preference. You know, that's they, what they yeah they don't want to they don't want to admit any preference. So when the counting off, they actually a lot of people feel relieved. I think because then they have no choice. Actually, an experience that I, I will share related to that that I thought was pretty damn interesting. Uh, I had a class where they're like, we're going to do a debate, which always, I'm always, whenever they do that, I'm always like, oh crap, you know, because most people who've never done any kind of debate think debate means arguing or right. they envision this nice, wonderful discussion. And then they say it's going to be a competition and give prizes and crap and get everybody pointed at each other with guns, you know, and then they're like, okay, now there are no rules. Let's go, you know, and it, it turns into this like brawl, you know. Hunger Games. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> That's how it got started, actually. <laughs> it was really a quest debate. You know? <laughs> Gone wrong. Gone terribly wrong. <laughs> but, but it was funny because, you know, they the the professor had been like, we're only going to give points for the winner and everybody else is going to get nothing, which essentially told us all don't spend a lot of time on this. And it's funny, though. I got there and, and the guy that was doing it was on the other side, you know. Uh, some of the people could be a little bit acerbic, you know. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. And I always mix that up with others. A S S E R B I C. It was really funny, but I remember I actually, my little team, you know, we got together and I'm like, okay, look, you know, first of all, whatever happens, let's keep this civil. You know, just be nice. There's no point. It's just five lousy points. Nobody get upset about it. Just do your thing, and it's going to be cool. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I like that. You know, turns out the other team did the same thing. So we show up, and, the, and with zero planning from the professor, right? I mean, this should have been a this should have been a brawl. We, we like <laughs> we like walked out, and we just kind of like talked about it for a while, and made some points and stuff. And I think you know, and and everybody moved on, and it was hilarious because uh, I I had the relatively indefensible side as per usual you know i got stuck with the side that's like nobody really likes this so <laughs> and it was a stupid vote prove so. that racism does not exist oh God, you know, yeah it's exactly it's not, it wasn't that but it was essentially like this really one-sided thing and and so you know i tried to parlay it into a definitional argument and your job is to prove that men are smarter than women <laughs> go and we're gonna the teachers have, a few and we're gonna, exactly and we're gonna have a, a group of 50 women vote <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny we lost of course but uh it was really funny there was such a it took him like 20 minutes of arguing afterward we left to like decide who would win and when we lost the class suggested that she give us both points which she did so uh but anyway how often does that happen <laughs> that kind of outcome in a situation like that have you ever done that where the you had a quote, outcome, debate no the outcome of everyone being really civil is not often on their own you you know usually you have to organize it or it won't happen that way the outcome of everyone saying well everyone should get points is very common because they've all been raised that way sorry <laughs> it's true yeah well interesting but anyway yeah i was i was actually really proud of the fact that you know there were eight people that essentially just had a pretty good discussion about this in front of people and yeah, with some no, differing that's, that's views. Good. That's heartening. Nobody like freaked out. The, I, the it felt a little at, bit like Eureka for a moment. You know, yeah, the, you, the people at your university are, are pretty cool overall as students from what I can tell, you know, the undergrads. Yeah. You know. Not bad. But it would be fun. I have always wondered what it would be like to be in something like Eureka where everybody 
is absolutely brilliant, you know, where there's nobody that's there that's like, yeah, I'm just kind of bored. I'm really kind of just doing this because my parents wanted me to. Or Jasper didn't strike me as being super brilliant. No, and, and there's some people that they kind of portray as not, but but they tell you, they, they, they say, if not show, that essentially that's the case. You know, like virtually everyone is. Right. Whereas, I yeah, mean, yeah. In, a, in a college classroom, even in a relatively good one, right? I mean, you're going to have, uh, like mine, it's a relatively average university, you know, and you have, you have some people there. There will be a few people that are really super sharp, and there will be uh, a, a few people that are not particularly, and some that are a lot that are in the middle, and there will be some that... And uh, everyone has different motivations for yeah, being there and some that really applying care, themselves. And, and some yeah. that are kind of just looking forward to graduating, and some that are excited about that class. You know what I'm saying? And it seems like in Eureka, you always get like this massive group of people that are like really on it. I've always that's wanted to be exciting. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I've always wanted to know what that's like, you know, that would be really cool. I imagine that's what it's like when you go to like one of the, I don't know, super name universities like MIT or something where you'd at least hope so, right? You would. They would. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe it's not. It's maybe, a big ruse. Yeah, it is. Everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to graduate. I don't care. But uh, it can't be an accident that, you know, I love when you... There's like a Section 36 or whatever, like a team that puts together all their PR and and does all the experiments (laughs) and all the research and stuff, and everyone else is just really normal. I I have to admit that, you know, you look at at all those, quote, dropouts that start the big companies and, you know, Bill Gates or, or Zuckerman, right, you know? They're the exceptions, aren't they, usually? Look where they come from, though. Look where they're dropping out yeah. of. You know, it's not Eureka. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I dropped out of Harvard to start. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, but yeah, I don't know. One of these days, though, it might be fun to see what it's like to be surrounded by people like that. It would be really cool to be like a minnow. Yeah. Among all of those whales, you know? I wonder what it does to your own drive. Does it make you like... <laughs> One of two things, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. an excellent point. It would probably be the bad of the two for me. I could see yeah. that. <laughs> you just get really Aww. depressed. Aww. <laughs> everything I do sucks. Pretty much. Of course, the thing would be then that everything you did that sucked in that environment could probably make you a great living outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's that right that's true it raised your standard minimum of suck is what you're saying <laughs> you, you wouldn't do that though you'd be you'd be so like acclimatized to the eureka environment you'd be like i'll go into dry cleaning <laughs> ah, exactly there we go that's it you'd be the genius dry cleaner who's- actually they, they would be hopelessly lost outside of eureka because it's like oh i'll just use all of these classified materials Material. Yeah. Oh, crap. Even the poop guy is a genius. Need, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the poop guy, yeah. That's uh, going to go with somebody's signature. <laughs> <coughs> oh, my. <laughs> was I the only one, you know, like neurotic enough to be trying to count to see if there actually were 18 mice in that cage? Yes. Uh, I was trying. Yeah, I know no. it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was I was like are there really 18? What did they do? I was trying to count them, but the shots were too quick. Yeah, but I, I assumed I, that it was plausible. <laughs> I was able to count like 12 in one viewing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, probability states that there's right. probably enough rice in there. Sure. Damn it. I need to freeze frame this. And the mice are like, what is this? Manhattan? Get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crowdedness, not the number of 
mice. <laughs> it, it seems like that would have been a very good place to insert Taggart, but no kidding. It probably wasn't enough to justify a paycheck to him. Or he wasn't available. Yeah, or he wasn't about, available. What about that guy who was the, the scientist who talked uselessly? Maybe Which he one? was cheaper. Like one of the, he was at GD. He was just like kind of a no-name guy. Generic was, GD scientist. Yeah. <laughs> that GD. He was a GD. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Speaking yeah. of, though, speaking of, of uh, Eureka inspired, I've been getting inspired to build weird crap again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know. What I is just, it this time? I, I'm not, well, I'm not sure I should. Cover skateboard. I should admit it in public. Yeah. <laughs> you brought I know, it up. I know how to do the first half of the project of the hover skateboard. <laughs> you took a camera and glued it to the back of a phone and made a I camera did. It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was awesome, you know? It's Actually, I think you kind of probably ruined the camera and, and the phone. <laughs> Actually, I, I was thinking about building a video game table. I was thinking about mounting a, a mounting a, an LCD TV horizontally in, under some smoked glass in a uh, coffee what, what, table. What were those called? Not not oh, tabletop. I no. loved those. They game used to, top or something. Yeah, you remember those kind of arcade games, Chuck? That they used to be like four feet tall with a like yeah. a, a plexi cover over no, them. No, absolutely. Yeah. You look down finish into them and, on, Faux wood finish down the side. Yeah. And they'd always be at like the local like uh, sub shop or whatever. Yeah. It was sort of like that. I was thinking except larger. And uh, and essentially because of the uh, uh, because of the nice smoked glass, you know, you could <clears throat> you wouldn't have to like cut it, cut everything just put, to size. Only put like old Atari 26 games on it like Galaga and stuff like that. You could. I figured I'd run win seven and you could just, you know. Do whatever you want with it. Galaga. Oh, yeah. Defender. Yeah, hmm. well, you could. You could uh, easily run MAME and, and play it. Or, yeah. I think that might be a cooler thing than the upright uh, MAME cabinets, because those are big and bulky, but this you could actually have as like, kind of like a middle-of-the-room piece or something Well, like and that. I need a coffee table anyway, You'd so it would work out. You'd have to be careful, because if you're really going to use it as a coffee table, then you're going to have... You know, you're going to have to be Actually, careful. Sheet of about that. Over it or something. No, no, no. Yeah, I thought about that. What I thought I'd do is I'd just get, and I checked, and I could get a piece of nice smoked glass cut for it and, mm. and on the top of it. And essentially, you know, you can put glasses on it and everything. But would you... Smoked uh, glass is always better than fried glass. You could, like, pour... You could just pour <laughs> uh, sauteed glass is my favorite. Or roasted glass. But you ah. could just... You could just... You could pour drinks on it, and it wouldn't be a problem. But what about plugging, sh- plugging it in? I mean, you, you know, unless you had an outlet in the floor... Oh, yeah, well, it's it's only a f- two feet from the couch. You just, you know, run a cord. It's not a big deal. Eh, that's lame. There's got to be a better solution than running a cord across the floor. Sure, we'll just, we'll just cut a hole in the carpet and run, run it under. Yeah, gaff tape it to the floor. Watch your step. <laughs> <laughs> Bright yellow, like. Yeah. Wait, wait, I'm talking about mounting a TV and a, and a, and a, and, and a computer in a, in a <laughs> coffee table, and your concern is, will the cable run look pretty? That's <laughs> no, I'm just saying, if you're going to do a cool project, it's got to be like all the way cool. You can't put anything that geeky in My that My projects room. are all the way Not next cool, to those 10-foot shelves yeah, full of Star Trek action figures. Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> they you. They are, they are. Actually, and my other idea to go along with it, because I figure, you know, on one hand, it'll be a coffee table. <laughs> it only runs Duck Hunt. <laughs> but, sometimes you'd, but sometimes you'd probably want to pull it out and have people sit around it, you uh-huh. know? And I thought, you know what would be great to do that? I, I should make some uh, I should make some plywood, uh, nice painted up plywood uh, companion cubes that you could sit on. That would be awesome. 
So that would be very cool. You know what you would know, be... About two foot square, you know? You know what would be super cool is to have them be like really firm, like really firm beanbag Yeah, I thought cubes about that. I don't know like how to... With like vinyl... Color. I, don't, I don't know how to do that. It'd be nice, but... I you just, could... Well, I you could that's build That's upholstery, a... and I don't know upholstery, so... I can make them out <laughs> of wood. Yeah, but you could do like a, a frame, <laughs> like a wood frame, and then have like... Fill it. You like pack it with whatever bean bags have in them. Beans. <laughs> <That's what laughs> <laughs> beans. <laughs> so yeah, we we'll get Why back to you. Why do you use kidney beans in this one? It's really squishy. Remember, how I was talking about some people. <laughs> I believe that everyone should contribute to this conversation. <laughs> But from here on out, I think that your contribution contribution should be silence. Yeah, you're contributing all over this day. Right? Yeah, blew my red dwarf quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> Might I suggest that the remainder of this conversation be conducted by those of us with brains larger than a <laughs> grape? <laughs> but, but seriously, the questions I in my your mind. Your contribution were, should be silent. <laughs> my, the question in my mind was like, should I, uh, you know, should I like recess controls in under it on the sides? You know, like recess in like an angled little control panel and, and put real controls in it, which would be a little more expensive. Or do I just put you a USB controller on the side of it and you? just plug usb controllers into it and play and uh you know it's something to be said for both methods having the controllers built in would be cool having the usb controllers means you probably have a little bit more variety yeah and you know i could i could (coughs) better damage protection against uh liquids yeah i could mount a keyboard i figured i'd put them all under the glass top so you don't have to worry about it but like the uh uh, the you know I could I could put a keyboard under there and everything too, but then you could also just control it with your iPhone like you do the TVs in the house anyway. So there's really not any reason to necessarily have a keyboard mounted to it. You know what would be cool time. is if the companion cube chairs were like pink and gray leather bean bags. That's awesome. Maybe you could uh, get right on that <laughs> <laughs> with hearts. Like I said, don't know how to do that. You need a bean bag turret. <laughs> Target lost. <laughs> yeah, I was really getting happy with how uh, comfortable Stark is getting in this episode. Oh, so true. I he, He's starting to really... Become... Can we put a bell on him or something? <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminded me of the, uh, the second Austin Powers movie. <laughs> when Mini-Me's running around, it's like, can we put a freaking bell on him or something? <laughs> There was a time in the beginning of the episode where, oh, when Henry said, you know, this could win you a Nobel Prize, and he was looking up and Henry said, what are you measuring, you know, your wall or the, you know, the numbers or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and Stark actually laughed. Like, he laughed at the joke, because usually he's just stony-faced about that stuff. There's something cool about not being in charge anymore and getting comfortable with it. Well, especially, you see it, especially when he's talking to Henry, um... You know, it's like Henry comes over. Did, you know, did Carter talk to you? He's like, unfortunately, yes. Uh, don't worry, though. I managed to crush a childhood dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's having fun. He is, he is completely out of that administrator mode, and he's just, he's back to full on like awesome scientist guy. He's a big Snarky boy now. Stark. He deserves the truth. Yeah. <laughs> How could they see those? little like green kryptonite quartz looking things like did you notice i mean they were looking like towards the camera and between them and the green rocks when jack was like supposedly pushing his nose against the glass there was like this huge black thing 
Did anyone like? I didn't understand. They were. Was the well, moon rock the, the black the big, thing or the little green ones? There were. There was a big moon rock which hadn't transformed, and a bunch of little ones all around the big one that were transformed. Oh, That's all what around I saw, it. Yeah. Okay, I thought there were yeah. only ones. There were multiple camera angles. You could see that it was compl- all around it. So oh, it wasn't okay. just the ones in front of the camera. <laughs> They're dragon tears that turned into jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to convince everybody to watch Flight of the Concord so they get our references. It was so fun when Juan and I uh, got to show Trish, Evolution Girl, the uh, Yeah, she had not episodes. seen those. And and she enjoyed them so much, Juan and I were just beaming. We're like, yes! <laughs> we uh, we introduced her to the Flight of the Concord's episodes Drive-By and The New Cup. Yeah. One of us. One of us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, I suppose we should wrap up. This was uh, this was a cool episode. This was, you know, I think a lot of people would call it a filler episode, but in reality, there was a major move forward in the arc. You just didn't know it at the time when you were watching with yeah. Henry yeah. and what's True. going on. You, you get that move forward, but yeah, the the story isn't quite as complex as uh, as as a lot of the other ones are. Like, the, the, there's not as much tie in, you know, with all the different plot threads that are going on although it you know it, it got carter uh starting to move past uh uh allison a little bit so that's that's good and dealing with his fear of zoe driving on her own you know we we see that yeah. evolving a little bit i mean he's still really protective but i like seeing her you know after that episode a few weeks back where there's that um <laughs> that mishap with the therapy device or whatever. Yeah. And and basically she finds out how much he really cares about her. Ever since then, Zoe has really kind of matured and she's listened more to her dad. And, you know, when she made the conscious adult decision to stay with him and Eureka because she wanted to. Right. She's been growing up a lot. And well, uh, yeah, she's I think she's, the, She's leaving the uh, the facade of rebellious teenager behind and starting to figure out who she is. Yeah, yeah. And and it, it's cool to watch that develop. And what Lucas says is actually true, <laughs> even though it comes off as a horrible, like, corny, come on line. Like, you're not shallow. You just haven't explored your depth. <laughs> no exploring God. while I'm yeah, here. No Freezing. exploring on my life. <laughs> God. <laughs> Can you plow my field? Oh. But yeah, this is this is like the beginning of, you know, getting into the adult Zoe that's becomes the really, really cool person that she is. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. Juan, you got anything to add here at the end? I believe I just did. Audra? You are. I'm contributing too. silence. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. By popular demand. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week. From everyone here at Save Eureka and GWC, thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch Eureka or other fun shows with some of the friendliest people in geekdom, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you have something to add to the show, give us a call at 214-296-9229. That's 214-296-9229. And follow the instructions there to leave us a message for inclusion in a future podcast. Financial support from listeners like you keep all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate.